0: to a medics mind the podcast thanks for coming by merry christmas happy new year happy holidays kwanzaa yuletide hanukkah whatever you celebrate happy that because (laughs) i don't know all of them but I, i want to welcome anyone who's listening so welcome and thank you for coming by uh, it is Christmas time, and as you know, uh, well, those of you who, uh, listen to the podcast regularly and those of you who have heard previous episodes, you'll know that I'm kind of struggling, uh, with relation to mood and keeping things, uh, kind of light and jovial for me, um, and I was talking to a friend of mine last night, a uh, great guy, he, uh, served in the military for, I believe, 28 years, um, real, real solid, uh, friend of mine, been, uh, been in my life for quite some time, and, uh you know, I started talking and, uh, you know, telling him about how I'm feeling and, and he's always been great at making me feel better. He's always got the jokes and the, you know, the quick wit and, uh, you know, kind of the, you know, the relatable humor, uh, that helps. So I, I, I left that conversation feeling uh, pretty happy, pretty, uh, pretty, uh, um, you know, satiated in, in the fact that I, I was content, uh, in the moment and I wasn't, uh, you know, encumbered by grief as much as I had been. And, uh, so that was nice, and uh, and and then he texted me later in the evening, and he told me that he had uh, listened to my podcast, and then he was laughing his ass off at some of the some of the parts from my my uh, paramedic episode, my uh, my ambulance stories episode, and uh, and uh, and then we I, I was like, man, I should talk to you one day if I can figure. Like, I bought a mixer, maybe I can have you phone in, and we can have uh, like a, just a conversation. And see where it goes and uh, so that's exactly what happened today he phoned in the mixer was able to pick it up now that being said i'm not a professional i don't have a studio i don't record in a, a sound booth or any anywhere else uh, it's, it's just in my apartment and the mixer is plugged in by a 3.5 millimeter to rca jack so it's not studio grade audio wiring here um, so the quality isn't all that great. I did my best uh, with getting the levels kind of equal, but it is going to fluctuate in your ear, and I apologize about that. But if you're interested, it's coming up next, and I need to interject with a caveat here. A lot of what we talk about is shop talk, what I call shop talk, so we talk about our experience in the military, I talk about my time as a paramedic, we talk about some of the side effects of being both in, in both of our professions, and uh, so... Some of what we talk about may seem kind of harsh uh, and difficult to digest, uh, but I promise you when it comes to talking about some of the more irksome and troublesome aspects of our careers, our chosen career path, it's, it's more just a way of, uh, it's like a survival mechanism. Uh, I mean, going to, working in a career where you are steeped in death, you have to find ways to cope, and my way of coping, and even to this day when I talk about difficult things, is joking, using humor, or kind of downplaying the severity of it by interjecting humorous aspects of of whatever. Um, so it's not meant uh, as as callously as it comes across, and uh, I just needed to interject with that because I don't know who all listens to this podcast. I don't know who's, who's all out there. Um, so just there, there's that. Um, and, and yeah, it was a great conversation. It was nice to talk to him. Uh, he lives out west, I live out east, and uh, so that means we don't get to talk very often, but he he was kind of my go to. He was there when I was going through some really hard times with uh, you know, with, with breaking up with my uh, with my um, my spouse at the time, and uh, and he's always been a staunch supporter of, of me, and uh, and and you know, always kind of been there when uh, when things were bad. And Uh, I even phoned him the day that my mom, uh, the day that I found out about my mom, and uh, and he, you know, he chatted with me on the phone for a while, so uh, this is a conversation with him, Uh, he, uh, I'll call him Sam Steele, because that's his uh, Facebook uh, alias, Sam Steele, feel free to Google that uh, and see what comes up, (laughs) it should give you a good indication of what kind of humor this guy possesses, he is a he is to this day one of probably one of the funniest guys I've met, uh, in my life. He's got that, uh, he's, I mean, he's been his military, his, his life has been military. I mean, he has served his country for, like I said, about 28 years, I think, if I remember correctly from talking to him. He's been in the military for the entirety of his adult life, essentially, and uh, and now he's, he's getting out now. Uh, I believe he's released, uh, Uh, He's either released now or he's releasing in a couple weeks, but he's yet his time in the military is coming to an end Uh, So, uh, you know, thank you my friend for your service. I really do appreciate it. Uh, That's not just uh, a thing to say I I genuinely genuinely appreciate uh, your sacrifices and the the time and dedication that you've put into making Canada a better place making the world a better place Thank you. Um, I wholeheartedly mean that with the utmost sincerity. Thanks, brother um, and thank you for, uh, for phoning in and, uh, you know, trying this out with me. Um, it, it got me excited, uh, after listening to it and putting it together, I, I would love to be able to do more of this to actually talk to people and, uh, get other people on the show, uh, the show, Jesus, look at my pretentious ass just going on, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, get them on the show. Uh but I would like to. Um I would like to talk to people because uh not only do I get to feel connected and shared experience, but sometimes I get to learn something from people as well. And um in today's uh confabulation, I just had to have a good laugh. And it was great. It was nice. It felt good to have uh, a decent uh chuckle over things. And, uh you know, I hope that you guys find some humor in it too. Um And, uh, you know, it's like I said, it's it is kind of shop talk related. So there is some stuff in there that isn't objectively funny, Um, but we we approach it in a humorous sort of uh, tactful way with relation to survival of ourselves. Um, It's not tactful objectively, but uh, I think if you listen, you'll understand. But uh, yeah, this is the episode. Um, It is uh, it is me talking to my buddy. I'm gonna call him Sam Steele. Uh, that's not his real name, but uh, that's that's what we're gonna go with for now. And uh, he goes through a lot of Facebook bans, so he's he's constantly having to stay uh, one step ahead of the Facebook police and uh, you know creating different aliases. He's uh, he's a man on the run. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this is my uh, my conversation with my buddy, good man, good friend, great brother, and it's coming up next. I, I have a story that I, I vaguely remember, and you can correct me on some parts if I'm wrong.
1: Oh, I'm sure I will.
0: Okay. <laughs> so I remember I had finally convinced you to come out with me and my, my paramedic buddies like when I was working in Edmonton EMS. And we yeah. were going to go to the pint downtown. Oh, and-
1: God. <laughs> Tonight that girl was giving me a hard time. <laughs> yeah. 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 oh my god that was fucking off awesome. that was epic man that was the
0: dude that was the one of the funny i still to, i told that story to everybody at work that everyone that didn't show up to that that night but i just i remember thinking that there was no way this actually happened because it was so funny
1: it was like something straight up of a fucking saturday night live skit or something <laughs>
0: Just, it was the best, because, like, so I remember when you, like, you weren't, you didn't really want to go anyway, because it's, I mean, let's face it, downtown is just filled with urban outdoorsmen and fucking hippies, so why would anybody?
1: But dudes in fucking skinny jeans and plaid shirts puffing on a douche flute.
0: (laughs) Exactly. But I remember this chick, she bumped into you, and, like, there was, like, a verbal exchange, nothing terrible, nothing sinister, but she ended up being really rude. And then the other chick comes back to...
1: She kind of gave me the up and down and says, huh, they've they've really relaxed the standards. They'll let anyone in here. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I was was
1: like, (laughs) like, wow, that's that's incredibly entitled of you. Like, you are just... You just epitomize every stereotype of stuck-up downtown Edmonton uh, urban lounge dwelling creature I've ever read or heard about (laughs) she just i just wasn't her type and and she didn't feel that anybody that didn't fit her idea of of uh of downtown should be allowed in in the pub where she drank yeah yeah she she was looking at me like i was scared under her heels
0: yeah she was very entitled and i I remember she came with a group of friends, I remember that, and then, so they took off, and the one girl comes back to, like, apologize on behalf of her friend, this, so correct me if I'm wrong, this is how I remember it, this chick's talking to you for, like, a, a decent while, and then she goes, okay, so I'm gonna go back over to my friends now, uh, but yeah, maybe just to give you some advice, and she gives you, like, dressing, like, you know, dress more modern, dress more... You know young like the kids are dressing and she gives you all these oh, that, e- fashion and tips that, and a, that
1: was the actual girl who said that
0: oh geez
1: I apologize but it was the other girl that came back and said you know well you know maybe if you you know did something about not having hair and you know you, you went out and bought some like clothes that like weren't from you know Walmart and you know she was just like carving me even though she was trying to be helpful yeah unquote. But then I, I remember looked at her and I said, you know, if, if I did all those things, and lost weight, all these things you're asking to do, I'd be over there at that table full of your hot friends, not stuck, chatting to a miserable bitch like you. Yes, that's exactly how I remember it. And shortly after, I was, I was invited to leave the pub.
0: Yes, My yes, you
1: were. large
0: man. Yep, he, uh, he, uh. I think. Yup, yeah, he did. I remember, because I, I left with you. Uh, I remember my team, but like all the EMS buddies that were there, they all fucking erupted in laughter. And uh, I, I can't remember. Did we just go back to your place and drink, or did we go back up to the ale yard? I can't remember.
1: Well, we probably went back to the rail yard or <laughs> and drank there. Probably, you know, that was more, more our speed. Yeah.
0: yeah, I, dude, so many great memories of fucking just getting absolutely shittered in in that oh, yeah. place. <laughs>
1: Oh, you remember the night you, uh, got, uh, assaulted on your way to house and lost we had to go look for it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I, it's like, like that whole thing, it was like middle of winter. And I remember walking to your place because we were going to drink a ton of beer and probably watch some How yeah. I Met Your Mother, I think. And You're hockey or something. Yeah. And these fucking guys, they, they came like skidding around the corner and they almost hit me. Yeah. So I, of course, yelled out to them. And then that's when they got out of the car and uh, they were just like, they were like, there were probably three or four Lebanese guys and only two of them came out after me. And I remember I got smoked in the head, but I remember I kicked the door at the one guy and he ended up getting busted open because I remember there was blood on the snow.
1: <laughs> no, only two got open. There was 50 more in there like a fucking cloud <laughs> car. <wildcard. laughs> yeah,
0: I just, I, I so I, I remember coming to your place and I told you about it and you're like, what? And I was like, yeah, I'm dead serious. And so I remember you grabbed this baseball bat yeah.
1: and you put it in. Well, I, was already, I was already fucking cut when you got there. <laughs> you, put the,
0: you put the I baseball did. bat on your back like a sword.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Ninja Turtles fucking go. <laughs> yeah.
0: That was, and then we. I remember we went back. I think you found my glasses, I think.
1: Yeah, they were in between the mailboxes or some shit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And didn't I think Ashley showed up too at one point.
1: Yeah, she was pretty fucking pissed. She didn't want you going over and drinking at my house. She never did.
0: No, she was always angry. Right against that. Yeah, she well, she yeah. didn't really want me having any friends, really. She basically wanted like a chained at home boyfriend who yeah. never protests against you. No, exactly. She's like, Listen, the kind of boyfriend I want is somebody who stays at home, never questions what I do, and lets me sleep with a plethoric number of other men. Is that too much to ask? <laughs>
1: Yeah. you know how that makes me feel
0: like, exactly whenever I protest you're like, don't you know how that makes me I remember I caught her cheating one day like a, like not in bed with somebody that came at the end but I, I found like a movie stub in her jacket and it yeah. was for like a romantic comedy and I, I called her on it I, I said hey how was I can't remember the name of the movie I was like how was this movie she goes what do you mean I was like how was it you obviously went to see it she goes no I didn't I was like there's a movie stub right here and it's for two people like there's two, it's yeah. two two stamps here, and she goes, "I never went to see that movie." I was like, "Then why do you have the movie stub?" And she goes, "I took that off of a, a criminal last night," and I was like, "In your civilian jackets? You didn't even work last night."
1: Yeah, and why would you keep evidence?
0: Exactly, I was like, and then she's like, "Don't you know how this makes me feel when you accuse me of these things?" And then, fucking as if by divine miracle, her phone went off, and it was the dude phone here.
1: <laughs> to see how the movie was. Yeah. <laughs> she's, a different kid. she's a different duck, for sure.
0: Yeah, 100%. Man. Girl.
1: Don't you know how that makes me feel? Yeah, she, yeah. she deflects really well, and uh, she's very manipulative and controlling.
0: Yeah, man, I, I remember being over airplace your place a, a bunch of times, all heartbroken and despondent. Um, oh, yeah. And
1: Plus, <laughs> cause she bangs like a screen house door when the plague's in town. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking evil, man. Yeah, there's more tricks on six inches of cock than a monkey on six feet of rope. <laughs> the Jewish doctor's slop bucket. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Dude, oh, man, New York. I remember when we were in New York, you. Oh, fuck,
1: what a time that was.
0: You found a bar. Like, I think I was with Drew and Rachel at the time. Because they, yeah. I, I think they wanted to go check something out. Anyway, you ended up at this bar and you text me saying that you're at this bar. I think it was close to our hotel. I remember the very first yeah, thing I, I saw.
1: Was like, I was like, I found an awesome Irish bar. You we were like, <laughs> it's New York. There's an awesome Irish bar every fucking place. Every corner.
0: <laughs> but I remember the first okay. thing I saw. Yeah, fair one. But this
1: one's fucking awesome. <laughs> suit up. <laughs> suit up.
0: The first thing I saw when I walked through the fucking door of that place was you were... You were leaned against the bar, like your back was against the bar. There was a chick standing over top of you on the bar, and she was pouring booze into your face.
1: Yeah, it was the upside down margarita girl. I'd been chatting her up, like, for the all night while we were there. Wait, for you guys. You guys had gone to that play that night. I think Drew and his wife had gone to that uh, Broadway thing that night.
0: Right, yes, yes, yeah.
1: So, anyway, yeah, she was, she was, uh, oh man, she was gorgeous. uh, and uh, she got up on the bar. I guess she was a regular there, and she was doing the upside down margaritas. Man, was she gorgeous!
0: Yep, yeah, I, I do recall she was uh, quite fetching. Absolutely.
1: I have a picture of that of, of her with, or, or of me leaning over the bar with my face in her crotch. Do you yeah. upside down margaritas?
0: Oh, dude, you got to send me that. That's hilarious. Oh, I will. That's the one. That's one regret that we didn't take enough pictures in New York. Cause, uh I've gone back to take a look, and, I, and there's not there's not enough. So we're going to need to, there, yeah, there's, there's definitely a few. Um, I remember Ground Zero was kind of a cool experience. Um,
1: yeah, that was awesome. There are, there are definitely some ghosts at Ground Zero, man. And, uh, heavy. And I know your story that, you know, you, you joined the military as a medic on, on 9-11. I remember that part of your history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my- so going there with you is a, was a pretty awesome and sobering uh, event tonight. That's a time in my life I will never forget, bro. That was that was a pretty uh, epic moment to share with such a good buddy.
0: Yeah, man, I I couldn't have asked for uh, for a better moment either. Because we, I remember we found that pub right next to Ground Zero, and I, I yeah. pinned my EMS patch uh, on the banner. But there were so many patches from all over the world there. Oh,
1: for sure.
0: It was a uh, you know it was a cool and then like the people that worked there they were like you know they were working the day that that all that happened. Uh, it was it was it's a surreal like anyone who hasn't been I it's such a surreal thing to be to be Absolutely, and I fully agree with you with uh, Respect to to ghosts being around like it, it, it's a heavy place, uh, but they did a great job in, in making it poignantly beautiful
1: It's kind of ironic to me that you know millions of, of people around you know North America really around the world travel to new york to stand in long lines in a circle around that place and go in to pay their honor and respect it's it's like watching the muslims go to fucking mecca which is fucking ironic really
0: it's i guess there is some irony there for sure i think so (laughs) and uh man it's uh you're right i I was surprised because i i think the first trip that i went to new york was with drew and that was in i want to say 2012 i think
1: yeah, you guys have gone the year before.
0: Okay, yeah, so yeah, 2012, 2013, yeah. And uh, and I, I had thought in my head going to Ground Zero, I thought there might be a bit of a lineup, but I didn't think it was going to be blocks long. You know, like I didn't, oh, yeah. I didn't think it was going to be that. And I, I certainly didn't think it was going to be that overwhelming either. Um, sure. Because I didn't know anybody that died on 9-11, right? That's not, you know, it's not like I knew somebody in a plane or in the buildings or anything. But when you're yeah. there standing where the towers were and then I think all the imagery of like what what I saw in the news and then seeing all these people. And then I, I think that whole and then, you know, thinking about my buddies that have passed in, in, the, in the military in service of, of the mission that all sort of started because of that event. Yeah. That all hit me at once, man. And I remember I, I got like weak in the knees when I was with Drew and I started I started crying. Um Yeah and uh and i remember when you and i went um i had that same level of emotion it's like it was like going there for the first time again
1: well yeah i mean especially being having been soldiers like i'm retired now too Mm -hmm. just this week really
0: yeah congratulations by the way man and thank you thank you for your service
1: yeah it was 28 years it's kind of scary not being in anymore but uh yeah going there is a it's a real pilgrimage and uh Seeing that place, it's uh, it's incredible.
0: Mm-hmm. Speaking of, of your retirement, you you wrote something on Facebook a while back that really struck a chord with me, um, and you posted a picture too, and it was from the Shawshank Redemption, and it was uh, yeah. See, so yeah, yeah, if I'll let you tell it because you'll obviously tell it much better than I can.
1: Uh, oh, I, okay, I know that. Yeah, it was the picture of Brooks being released from Shawshank, and he's sort of staring wistfully back at the gate, and uh, I compared. Retiring after a long time to being released from prison and looking back because it's the only home he'd ever known, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and then when Red gets out, he's he's looking at, you know, maybe if I commit a crime, they'll let me back in. It's it's like being institutionalized. It's like being let out of Shawshank.
0: Yeah, yeah. For, I, you know, twenty eight years is a long time. I mean, that, essentially, that's that's your life. You know, yeah, it's... it was
1: pretty much most of my adult life Exactly I'm, I've done a few other things It's not like I uh, I'm not sitting at home and, and waiting for the world to end I'm not going to not gonna hang myself from the rafters like Brooks did I got I got stuff on the go
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you're telling to do when it comes to working with your hands uh, I know that from
1: It's a, it's a new start And, uh, you know, you get the Vogue rehab and all that other stuff I mean mm-hmm. uh, For all the stuff in the, in the papers and stuff But, uh it's not as bleak as it seems. It's there's always something going on.
0: For sure, man. Yeah, I, I'm going back to Nate. I
1: told you about that. Eh?
0: Yeah, you said that they finally uh, accepted your um, like all the info you put in. So yeah, you start in January.
1: Yeah, yeah. They finally uh, pulled their heads out of their ass. I'm, I'm starting on January seventh. Taking the uh, professional meat cutting.
0: Dude, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, uh, Sam the butcher.
0: Yeah, no, Sam the butcher indeed. Yeah, that'd be that's dude. That's a mafia name.
1: Sam the butcher. Sam the butcher. Bill the butcher Butcher from uh, from gangs of New York, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, My middle name my middle name is William, so technically Bill.
0: Yeah, technically Bill Bill the butcher. Butcher.
1: That's right. Jeez, dude. (laughs) Except except I don't hate the Irish because I am Irish.
0: Well, there is there is that fact about it. Yes. Yeah, there is that. Um, I'm trying to think. Man, I, th- th- there were so many different... Inst- like, I remember when the, when I went through the shitty calls as a medic and I was with... It, like, so the way I thought it would work in my head was that I was with this woman who was supposed to be, for all intents and purposes, my wife. You know, we owned a house yeah, yeah. together and all this. And I, I thought with her being in the same job as me, you know, same field anyway. She's a police officer and sure. I'm a paramedic. So same uh, understanding, okay. I guess. I thought that yeah right I thought that she would have some a little more compassion a little more um, you know I guess support when it came to me dealing with the shitty ones but I remember I I never found that support with her and I always found it with you Uh,
1: well yeah I lived right next door I mean when you guys moved in there that was my salvation because prior to that it was it was drug addicts and crackheads and then you guys moved in so I was like you're the best neighbors I ever had I mean you near bros like fucking, what is it now like 10 12 years later
0: yeah i it's got to be around. like i remember the first time i met you cuz i was i was moving my stuff in and you would come home in uniform and uh, yeah, man, I, was, I was pissed
1: off that day and fucking throwing shit around
0: <laughs> i do recall you being a little i think you were dealing with your own uh, your own extramarital issues
1: yeah my, my ex wife yeah
0: yeah so I, I i i believe we bonded quite quickly uh, yeah,
1: over. We, had, we had a beer you, you brought me a cold beer and i calmed right down and i mean that that set precedence you know we were we were a lot in common we we're both military background and, and buddies and you know we liked all the same shit
0: oh yeah man it was yeah, great we and we then
1: bonded over a beer and it's to this day man it's, whenever you had problems you came over and we had a beer
0: yep i i remember after the bad ones like a lot of the bad calls i would come see you um
1: yeah, that kind of became our thing, right? Because she wasn't going to do fuck all to help me, so... No, she would get mad at had me had most nights. Night. Yeah, showed up at my place with a box of beer and yep. talked it out and put the world to rights and fixed it.
0: This is, I do recall we had some, some very in-depth conversations on your couch. Your couch was like a... It became a therapist couch. couch. Yep, it did. It I was really... Like, <laughs> I was like your Fraser
1: Crane. Yes, you were. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's, uh, you were like Fraser Crane, but you held the beautiful proclivity for the words cunt, bitch, and asshole.
1: <laughs> that is true. I, I do tend to swear my, my perspicacity is, is dotted with the colorful idiosyncrasies uh, of the Anglo-Saxon language.
0: It's a beautiful thing. You're very poetic at it. Uh, you, you illustrate the diversities of most obscenities, and it's wonderful. <laughs>
1: Sanities are awesome. I never trust a man who doesn't swear.
0: I and I think that uh, I agree with you. That I think that definitely comes from the military. Most of my uh, favorite, you know, sergeants or master corporals or even officers uh, usually had a very uh, educated tongue when it came to the use of the word fuck.
1: Sure. <laughs> yeah. I think it also stems from our being Irish. I mean, the, the Irish language, Gaelic, Gailliga doesn't actually have swear words so you have to creatively curse when you want to express yourself in that language now i don't speak it by any means because my family's from the north and uh you know even though you're a, a heathen left-footed stone thrower from the from the republic you still got along.
0: <laughs> yes we managed to we broke borders. Trudeau would be proud. We
1: overcame. We overcame that shit. We overcame sectarian differences, and uh, here we are today.
0: Yep. Here it is. Here we are. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, I remember
1: man. some of those nights, man. You came over with some heavy shit on your shoulders.
0: <laughs> the, yeah, there was there was that. Um, you know, I and honestly, I don't I don't know how would, how I would have done if I didn't have anybody around. You know, like. um sure. I, you gotta have
1: a bro to bounce that shit off of uh,
0: times, man. absolutely and uh, you know as much as I you know I loved working with, with some of my partners um, sometimes they're like they don't want to talk sometimes about it either
1: no cause they're too deep into it they're, they're there in that shit with you exactly and they got the same thousand yard stare going on you guys are both staring at the same shit down the road and you gotta go and unload that shit on somebody and uh and deal with it, and that's that's a part of, you know, brotherhood. That's that's a part of what we share being military, and it, it you know, it's got to carry on into civilian life somewhere. That's why so many guys feel lost and left out because they don't have a bro to go and have a beer with.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I I think when I when I left EMS and i came out to Ontario, and and I when I finally finished up working as a medic, I think that's why I felt so lost was because you know I, I had some really good civilian friends, and I still do. But I I have to tailor sure. what I speak about with them, whereas
1: with we, you we're, we're in a different world, man. We we've seen and done things and been places where they wouldn't. Or I've had a lot of civilian friends just say, "There's no way I could do what you did." and mm-hmm. To me, it's not a big thing. I just did what my job was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, they just can't understand that world. So there's a I can't remember. I think it's a of all things, I think it's a Crocodile Dundee movie where where, where Mick Dundee says to his, you know, the uh, what's your nipples there, says uh, you got to have mates, you yeah. got to have matehood, and if you don't, you'll you'll go crazy. You've got to have somebody who understands that you can talk to.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and not I, that
1: I suggest Crocodile Dundee as a <laughs> form of therapy, but you know, he's not fucking wrong.
0: Well, I mean, you know you know, even a broken clock is right once once a day.
1: Yeah, or twice a day,
0: or twice a day. Yeah, whatever that saying is, you know, you know where
1: I'm getting yeah, at. That's, that's I know where you're going. <laughs> I'm picking up what you're laying down. Okay. Yeah. Four one one yo. <laughs> that um, girl was fucking dead wrong, man. I'm fucking hip.
0: Yeah, exactly. One hundred percent. She was, dude. I just couldn't believe that that was her initial like. Entering into confabulation with you. He just just tore you apart for no fucking reason. And then when you destroyed her.
1: It never goes well for people.
0: Dude, I remember the whole table.
1: Sarcasm like a fucking suit of armor, man. It's my personal shield wall.
0: Oh, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. There was times like driving around with you or going to get like Tim Hortons or in the drive through or. You know, would be sitting there watching TV or just some of the shit that comes out of your mouth, man, has me in (laughs) stitches on the floor.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we've had some good ones, man.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, I'd pocket dial you too quite a bit back uh, back when I was working on the ambulance.
1: Oh, fuck yeah. I used to get fucking phone calls from (laughs) scenes all the time, man. Yeah. You you know what? Your best story has got to (laughs) be... The night that guy finally fucking was like succumb to his fate, which was inevitable. Yes, was. I, I, it's a horrible story. I, I mean, I don't want to sound callous, but I mean, that guy. If he was a cat, his nine lives would have been, would have been expended like years ago.
0: Yeah, Uh, dude, that guy, there was a lot of the urban outdoorsmen lived through things that I, that baffled my brain and really pushed the envelope of human ability.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how that guy survived, man. He he ate things that would make a billy goat puke on a regular basis.
0: Yep.
1: How many many times did you guys take him in for OD? Like fucking 15 in a year?
0: Oh, yeah, dude. There was so, like, there was, I think he, on his wrist bracelet, because he gives the number of uh emergency visits on the on the wrist bracelets that they give you when you when you check into the hospital and yeah, he had
1: old times. he's like an old-time like old fucking gunfighter with notches on his fucking oh
0: well yeah i was like it was uh yeah. like this guy had been to the hospital uh close to 400 times in a year so that Jesus. that's more than one visit per day <laughs> like easily yeah yeah <laughs> And uh, yeah, when he finally When he finally kicked it I remember when he finally, when they declared him Deceased after that, you know, awful Incident, uh, I remember You gotta, you gotta
1: explain that Incident because nobody will believe this (laughs) He got run over by a car, did he not?
0: He got run over by a drunk driver
1: (laughs) Yeah, and that didn't kill him It was when he rolled over away From the car that hit him And got hit by a second car And dragged 28 blocks that he finally
0: died. <laughs> he he finally kicked the the can. Yeah. That was uh I, yeah, he he was an interesting character. Uh I remember one time back when he was live, obviously, I was working with uh a guy named Mike and uh we went into the Tim Hortons to get a coffee and uh and had a, a, he had a very unique voice this guy. And so I I heard this voice out of the corner of my ear and then Mike turns around and there's there, there he is wearing a suit and he, and Mike goes, what the hell, man? Are you a pimp now? And he goes, he goes, no, I found it.
1: He found a suit. And it had a sandwich in the pocket. It was awesome. I don't know where he found And it was a complete
0: suit. It was like a sequential suit. It wasn't like a piece together. It was like an actual granted a few years out of date, but it was a full suit. I'm like, where the fuck did you find a suit?
1: He suited up, man. <laughs> yes, he did.
0: Yeah. Yes, he really did. He did suit up, Edmonton edition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was. He was an interesting guy for sure. That was. Uh, yeah, I remember coming over to your place and telling y'all, like, not just the bad stuff, but just all kinds of like this. Like these people oh, yeah. exist in the world.
1: <laughs> Yeah, well, the good stories far outweighed the bad, but the bad were there too, man, and some of them were pretty gross.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I'm not not a big fan of those. Some of them, uh, yep. Some of them are lingering for sure, but.
1: Well, uh, oh, that night I found you out front trying to take your boots off, and it was 40 below. Yep.
0: Yeah, That was. <laughs> yeah, that was...
1: At least you had beer. You had beer with you, so I mean, we were good.
0: Yeah. That, well, I made sure because I was like, I had a god awful taste in my mouth. Plus. You know, the I was like, I need beer. So I, I remember, yeah. even in uniform, I drove right to the liquor store and got got a big case of fucking beer. Yeah, yeah. put. Go
1: ahead. You were sitting in a snowbank trying to take your boots off with forty below, and I was like, get in the house, man, get in the house. Like, you were like, no, I can't. I I got I got brains on my boots. I was like, oh boy, this is gonna be a biter. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that was that was a real thing. It was a real, yeah. it was a real thing. Uh, well, your brother was there that night too, wasn't he?
1: I can't remember if he was visiting then or not. I
0: know, I know there was a party going. Like he had a because it was around Christmas time, and you were having like some sort of Christmas shindig. There was a bunch of people at the house.
1: well I think that was a different night. Uh, that was the night uh, some of the guys were over. We ended up going to the Crown, but well, that no, night, that night there was nobody over. We, uh. we were
0: on our own. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, that was that was bad enough. But, I mean, the next day you called me and you were still, you weren't over or nothing. You were just, like, in another world. You were kind of dazed out. Like, you're like, dude, I, I put my boots on and I, I heard this clicking noise. Like, there was a rock in the tread. Yeah. It took it off. And, and it was a chunk of skull. Yeah. And I was like, dude, throw it away. You don't need that shit.
0: Yeah. I, I didn't know. I was like, I think I was in a daze because yeah. I remember thinking that do
1: I you were, fu- you were completely fucked up you just didn't yeah
0: I, I had no idea you know I, I mean I was I was holding a piece of a guy's skull in, in my in my apartment or in my my house and I, I didn't know what to do I was like do I just throw this out but then I was like I don't want it in my garbage and then I don't if I throw it on the street I feel like I'm you know causing great degradation to a body.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, that's why I just said, you know, I didn't make a big deal or just like throw it out, dude. Don't attach any significance to it. Check yeah. it out, be done with it.
0: Yeah.
1: And then you, you kind of unglazed and uh I think we had more beer. Uh, no, I, I beer had to work.
0: Yeah, actually, yeah, I do. I, I, yeah, I had to work the next day. It was a day shift the next day, but I remember, yeah, because I, I, I showed up fucking hungover as shit for that shift. I actually, yeah,
1: I, I, almost, I think I sent you to work hungover quite a few times. I'm pretty sure Edmonton <laughs> ambulance fucking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I was uh, <laughs> There was a few rough The
1: last time I had to go on an ambulance They were fucking mean to me That's <laughs> uh, that guy that keeps getting get shit-faced I'm pretty sure he needs a needle Damn
0: <laughs> I yeah. do recall you phoning me and telling me that you, uh, that you had to go on the ambulance I was like, oh shit yeah, Or th- had that a you'd been
1: uh, thing that, that I just shut right down. Well, my lungs are all fucked from Afghanistan yeah I know, I... Gone into work. yeah I know I. yeah I know you've picked me up a couple of times off the floor when I was having an attack found my inhaler for me but no I'd gone to work and I had gone into the MIR and they put me on the nebulizer and all kinds of shit just wasn't doing anything that day and my sats were down to like oh god really low they said I was like way below what it should be Yeah. I remember the number like low seventies, maybe. Yeah, which
0: is heinously low. Like that's,
1: yeah, yeah. She said you're you're heinously you're almost dead. Yeah. So they called the ambulance, and of course it was two guys you knew. <laughs> I think the girl knew you, not the guy. Yeah. <laughs> but so yeah, we hung out, and they were pretty cool. And ambulance crews are pretty good people, man.
0: Yeah, it takes takes just like being a soldier. It takes a special breed to to be a paramedic, I think. Um, because yeah. it's it's a unique, it's a unique profession in that we, we get shit on literally and figuratively pretty much all the time.
1: <laughs> shit on. That reminds me of the fucking old lady with the chicken bone. Oh shit, dude! <laughs> chicken bone, chicken bone, we like, we like chicken
0: bone. Dude, I couldn't believe it. I was like, for one, we shouldn't have been changing her anyway because that's that's a nurse's scope, not ours. But we were, you know, we're yeah. trying to play nice and and help out. But I, I, couldn't. I was like, "That's a whole chicken bone, like, like a whole wishbone." How does, like, physiologically, <laughs> this makes I'm no sense. Like
1: blown away by the fact that you had to change some lady's to the hallway <laughs> of an hospital. Yeah, yeah man. Like, an, like, like, are we talking like a little bone that she could have passed, or no? It was like a whole fucking like leg or a thigh bone or some shit. Like,
0: it, it was a legit like wishbone, like a actual intact wishbone. It didn't break or anything, and it was like a decent sized wishbone. And I'm like, this. That makes.
1: Well, maybe she, maybe she just knew she was going to the hospital, so she took it with her for luck. I mean,
0: fucking maybe. I, <laughs> she didn't I'm speak gonna, a lick I'm English, so
1: down here with the poop, and later on, I'm going to pull that fucker apart. Hopefully, he can get
0: me out of here. Yep. Yeah. Hope. <laughs> Hopefully, the medic finds it, and he's just confused. I'm, uh, that'll make my fucking day. Yeah, that, I remember. Well, I dude. He
1: was going to pull it later with the nurse so, and get out. Yeah. <laughs> Giraffe penises or some shit, and some crazy Asian medication or something.
0: Yeah, the, the minute that we changed her and I went and cleaned up my hands and everything, the minute that I got out of of the bathroom, I ran outside and phoned you to
1: tell you about this because I was like, I know you were pissing yourself. Off. <laughs> I was like, There's no way this is a thing. <laughs> I <Like, laughs> found a wishbone, and I was like, don't bring that fucking thing home. <laughs> it's fucking where it is?
0: I, I was working with Amber that night, this girl named Amber. And I remember she was just as confused. She's like, I don't like that makes no I don't know how that could be. This it doesn't make sense. I'm like, I know. This is fucking weird. This is. Yeah. So I wrote that on my report. I remember that being really funny to me that I wrote, uh, found a wishbone in feces uh, yeah. on my actual report when I handed it in to the doctor. And I was like, Haha, he's going to have to read that.
1: Yeah. That's so. Follow for the rest of her
0: life. And if it wasn't for confidentiality, I wish that that medics could release a book because it would be hilarious of all the the call notes that they've read and or written. Like, I remember oh, I went yeah. to I went to a call. We got dispatched. It came across as a short of breath. And uh, and on our way to the call, the computer lit up and said the name on the buzzer is D apostrophe E.A.T.H. <laughs> and I'm like, There's, this guy doesn't stand a chance. <laughs> No, no and like, from Sunday. and on the buzzer it was even funnier because they didn't have the apostrophe on the buzzer. It was just a little, like, printed off name tag that said death. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what you're, the you're, going, you're going to this house and you're like, oh my god, I'm gonna get up there. Like, is this guy still gonna be holding the scythe? Like, do we have to cut his robe off of him? Like, what are we gonna?
0: Cut yeah, I mean, like, but the best part was when we came back to the station. Cause it was the end of our shift. And there was this guy, his name was Ryan that was in there and he was also working day shift. And anyway, I, I took a screen cap of the, of the name on the buzzer. Right. And I, I slid yeah. it across and I showed it to him. Right. I never posted this to my line. I just, I would show it to like other medics sure. and I showed it to him and his face went white and we're all laughing, but he's not laughing. Like even his partner's laughing, but like he's not. And I'm like, you okay. And he goes, Dude, we went to him this morning and we cancelled on him. Wow.
1: I'm he like,
0: cancelled on death. Exactly. I was like, you cancelled on death and then he
1: died. Get it. Death has come back to haunt you. <laughs> is he still alive, that dude? That, that medic?
0: I hope so. Oh, the medic is, yeah, the medic medic's good to go. Well, actually, as far as I know, I haven't seen him on Facebook in forever, so maybe. I don't know. Maybe, maybe death got him. you <laughs> maybe. Cancel on me, will you?
1: I'll show you, motherfucker.
0: <laughs> oh man! So how long? How long is your course in January when you do it?
1: Uh, Fifteen weeks. So end of end of March into you know Aprilish. January, February, March, April. Sorry, mid Aprilish. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely excellent.
1: Yeah, and then hopefully I find a job somewhere making hamburger. Yeah. Five six days a week.
0: Well, this, uh, there's but there's there there has to be butchers in Edmonton. It's a big enough city. There's oh. got to be.
1: Apparently, there's quite a demand for people for that that vocation. So, I mean, I could I could see that being the case. Yeah, you know, lots of places. Yeah,
0: you could even you know. could even come out to Ontario and work in that restaurant that all the vegans uh, protest in front of.
1: Oh man, I would love. This <laughs> I would be a hit with the vegans. They would love me. <laughs> <laughs> we could discuss philosophy and fucking, you know, the meaning of life, while you're, why they're wrong. While you're chomping up they're a... Wrong. While
0: they're, why they're
1: wrong? Why they're wrong. Here's the way I look at it, right? Everything meat-eating, like what, like we eat cows and, and, and wild game and everything, lives on grass, right? Lives on vegetable matter, huh. Right? much like the vegans their big concern is that we're going to kill off all these animals right and so when all the animals are gone we can just eat the vegans Oh <laughs> they eat the same shit right so we'll just fucking eat all the vegans right?
0: I'm, so. I'm i'm good man i'm i'm gonna pass on that uh that's <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'll have yeah, to dude, find. I'm not, I'm not big on long
1: pig either, but. Um, oh
0: jeez. You know, when you use
1: that analogy, though. <laughs> 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 oh, buddy. You're just, you're just a really tall fucking pork chop, bro. Double <laughs> <can laughs> <come> tall. <home laughs> have your fucking kale sandwich and your fucking soy milkshake, and uh, <laughs> I'll be here with my fucking my steak.
0: Hey, actually, you know what? Uh, I tried kale chips. Oh, uh fine. Well, so when I
1: was
0: (laughs) no, when I was in rehab, I actually I ran this uh this race. It was like the like I think they do it annually, but anyway, I ran this race, and at the end of it, they give you like a
1: reward for winning a race. What the fuck is wrong
0: with those people? Well, I didn't win it, so maybe that was my punishment. Maybe I don't know. (laughs) But the thing is, they're actually fucking delicious. Oh, I'm, I'm not joking. You, They're like they're insanely delicious. I I loved them. I thought they were great.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, to each, you know. I'll, I'll reserve judgment until I until I try them, which will be never. <laughs> which will be never. You know, yeah. They were like deep-fried and bacon batter
0: or something. No, these things were like, they they were seasoned in some sort of spice. And uh, I remember, because I, I, uh, they're they not. They bacon bits on them. <laughs> I'm sure you could. <laughs> They're not visually appealing by any means, and I was, I remember being somewhat, uh, you know, apprehensive about, about even trying it, but I was like, ah, fuck, like I'll try anything once. Of,
1: it's like dried baby puke. <laughs> not just like regular puke, like baby puke, which is the worst puke ever.
0: No, it was, it was actually really good. It was good stuff, I promise you. I'll take
1: your word for it, bro. <laughs> I believe you. Millions
0: wouldn't, yes, indeed. Millions wouldn't, yes, indeed. Uh, on that note, uh, I think that's a good place to to call her quits. Um, thanks for doing this, man. Uh...